wonder if falling damage is reduced whenever uh, you're in a ship or if it's heightened. Yeah, it's like being in a space shuttle when it comes down. You're perfectly fine as long as you're on the inside. Mm. Especially if we're in the dreaming. You said it so straight-faced. I was like, did I do this wrong? <laughs> no, no, no. No, if you poop like, in your dreams, you poop Nathan. for real. We're yeah, all... I know. I was just like, for half a second, I was like... You poop in your dreams, you poop for real. <laughs> oh, my God. What's up, everyone? I'm Pedro, the creator and GM of Worldwalkers, and this is Season 5. Before we get started, I want to thank the Story Engine deck for sponsoring this episode. With the Story Engine deck, you can create endless storytelling prompts that can be used to break past writer's block, begin your novel, or work on your next adventure. If you head over to storyenginedeck.com and use the code WORLDWALKERS10, that's WORLDWALKERS10 at checkout, you'll save 10% while also helping out the show. So, in our last episode, the Dreamwalkers battled their way into the captain's quarters, only to discover he is the gateway for the nightmares on the Sky Jewel. Now, the Worldwalkers must battle to save Gimmel, themselves, and hopefully their airship, which is about to fall out of the sky. Alright, so we start with the ever-looming nightmare that you have not seen before. And it begins to take steps forward. And then one of its arms turns into an impossibly long lance. Off to the side, battling inky uh, residents, inky uh, monstrosities that pull themselves just from the ground, is Father Chauncey. Is, fa- is Father Shelton. He Just Shelton is how we know him. He's yeah, is, is Shelton. He is battling for his life. And the question that sits inside your chest, is he a lucid? Or have they just not figured out that they could kill him at a moment's notice? All right. And so it pulls back. One of its limbs turns into like a possibly long piercing lance. This is how Tristana dies. It leans forward and it crashes into the ground. It does not hit you. Uh, Critical failure. Just kidding. And then it pulls back. And then from its chest comes another one of those spears. This one is a 21. Uh, that does hit. So this is where Tristana dies. <laughs> okay. Uh, it is 15 damage. Yep. That's dead. Is it dead? What do you mean? Well, I mean, it's unconscious. I had 12 I had twelve hit points left. I'm at negative three. Unless this game doesn't use negatives, I don't remember. So that lance flies out of its chest and seemingly, uh, as it picks up Tristana and continues to fly, it seems to impale her on a wall behind you that's not there. And Hikari pops out of, di- pops out of existence. <laughs> Oh, wait, uh, can't you use babies to not die? Yeah. <laughs> Just absorb their spirit. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Sacrifice three babies to stay alive. <laughs> if you only have two babies, can you sacrifice two babies you to You have stay to spend alive? every baby you have. Okay, it's not. You have to clear the crib in order to survive. Well, what, is it, what does that do? It just takes away dying condition? Or? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> 
<laughs> Kelly, this is the greatest thing you ever brought to this game. You're welcome. Spend all your hero points, minimum one, to avoid death. Uh, you lose the dying condition enti- entirely, and you immediately gain one hit point. Yeah, and we're going to keep your light elemental in the game, too. If you're spending oh. it immediately. Oh, I do it now. Yeah. Okay, yes. Then I will spend all my hero points to not be dead. All your hero points. And Got it. To have... Hero points. Uh, I mean, I'll clear no. the crib. Cli- <laughs> <laughs> Put all the kids the up for adoption. All right. So you oh, are man. pierced against that wall. And the moment it uh, uh, that lance pulls back and it dissipates into the darkness like um, you don't fall on your back you don't fall face forward you fall on your knees and you don't let yourself hit the ground instead you like put your hand through your hair like move your hair out of the way and you might be shaking but you're still up it's last action all that was for nothing (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, it thinks you're down. Um, so it's going to move forward and bring itself uh, right above Vernon. After that is Tristana. I'm going to get good. I'm going to use my last, my very, very last spell slot. I'm going to use two actions. Hang on. 1d8, and then I add 8. So I'm getting maximum hit points, which is 16. Nice. Uh, and then I'm going to say, Ikari, get that one. Ikari rolls uh, 16. No. It just kind of dissipates and, and like splits open and spreads out and avoids it all. After that, Hiero makes his way quickly and efficiently and sexily into this new room. <laughs> Layla. Um, all right. I will. Can Hiero see that, like, something's up, so he warns Doc not to come in here? So, like, this room's, like, super cursed or whatever. Can Hiero (laughs) notice that the room's bad news He's downstairs, so no. Well, I mean, when he goes into the room. I'll be honest, he's never going to make it in there because I don't have a character sheet for Doc. I was going to say, yeah. He trips, falls, and knocks himself out. So Hiero could, but then, um... The back end of the ship shifts and there's a whole bunch of uh, steam release and mechanical malfunctions and the people scream for Doc. They're like, it keeps coming back! Ah! Clumps off the other direction. Alright. Either way, Doc's not going in that room. Layla. There are several of uh, the nightmares inking about making their way towards Shelton. Then there's Gimmel, who's being stripped and torn apart against the bed, which is vertical. And then there's the giant, this giant nightmare, which is stomping its way and is now face to face with Vernon. She sees... She thinks that these guys can probably at least kind of take care of the big one, and she's worried more about the person who is immediately in danger, which is Gimmel right now. So she will do a ray of frost. Natural 20. Not only does it take double damage, it also gets a minus, 
10 foot penalty. 10 damage then. All right, you watch kind of freezes up and uh, instead kind of tumbles out and crashes to the ground. It's not some of the, are you attacking the strands pulling him apart or the ones coming out of the mouth? Mm, we'll do the strands pulling him apart because that seems more Okay. So you watch as it starts to uh, stretch and twist and freeze over, but it's not done yet. All right, after that is Vernon. Uh, so I see this, all, all these things tearing out of Gimel, but then there's also a really large one off to the side. No, it's up, not all up ends now. So this, this giant uh, inky existence now stands before you, looming over even you, uh, who is a man of not dwarfish proportions. But you see that uh, Shelton is in trouble. You see that Gimel, the captain of the Sky Jewel, is being ripped apart. You see, uh, you watch this Tristana got, you know, blown back and impaled, but seems to not be fine, but alive. The situation grows dire. And, you know, this is only the situation inside. What's happening outside could be far worse. Okay, so I am going to take a couple steps to put myself between it and Tristana, then I will attack it, and then raise my shield to defend. Okay. The attack is a 29. 29. And that is a successful hit. 19 damage. Alright. And tear into it, and it kind of twists and it doesn't move. And then raise my shield yep. and be prepared for the fuckery. All right. Now, the nightmares that are twisting and shuffling around Shelton, they're all shifting around and tilting their head. And it's almost like they're trying to understand something about him. You've seen this before. They did this with... The Dan. Oh no. Kind of twisted, and they're examining, and it seemed like they were sensing oh, no. something. And then. Oh no. Father no. Soupy. They continue to twist. They don't know exactly what it is that they feel about him. Shelton looks real nervous, and he says. Nothing I'm doing is working. Y'all got to figure this out. And he takes his fist and he slams it into the ground. And there is this huge burst. And he says, this seems to be keeping him out just fine. Y'all got to hurry. You got to hurry fast. And then after that, he takes his hands and he just kind of extends them and then lowers them slowly. And as he does... Several of the nightmares around him kind of calm down, kind of stretch and twist. They're just not as hostile as they once was. Oh. Hmm. After that, it's a new round. 
and it's the giant. And they kind of kind of twist and turns and looks at you, Vernon. And then its head rises up and it kind of twists and reshapes itself into some kind of large, immeasurable uh, mace as it comes crashing down on you as hard as it can. Brace for impact. 32. Oh, that definitely beats my AC. I guess to 19 damage. Okay, so since I declared the shield block that absorbs 10 of it, um, allowing the shield and I to both take 9, uh, which breaks my shield totally. Alright, so you bend down, you brace your impact, and this this creature, this giant, when it shaped its head, as it comes flying down, you can slightly see visuals of the room you're in. You can see the wood paneling. You can see um, the unnecessarily large headboard. Uh, and it's just real quick flashes, real quick uh, glimpses. Maybe there's a cigar box in here. And then it crashes into you and you can feel your shield split and break, but you're still standing. And then after that, it never looks, it just kind of uh, twirls its head and fly, uh, spins over and tries to crash into Layla. It just kind of brings itself up and then it circles you, but never leaves you blocking your way to Tristana. After that, Tristana. Actually, you know what? I'm gonna shoot him with a cross. I'm gonna pull out my crossbow. That's one action, right? And I'm gonna shoot him with a crossbow. So that's a 22 to hit. Uh, that hits. Yep. Yay! <laughs> that is five damage. All right. So pierces right into it. Um, and then. I guess I'll do that again at a minus five. All right. Nope, that's a 16. Not a hit. Come on, Hikari, we have to finish this. And that is a 21. That's a hit. 10 damage. All right, so that burst of light once again, and then after that, Hieto. After war, uh, Hieto burst into the room. There's no explosion. There's no uh, door frames to be thrown open because he just kind of gets sucked in. But That's how he likes it. He has two actions left. Alright. He's gonna fight <laughs> with all his might. Everybody. Uh, Alright, so that's an 18 to hit. No, he completely whiffs it. Follow through. 12 to hit. So. Yeah, so no. Two wild swings. Layla. Okay, so I'm gonna use a thing I've never used before. I'm going to cast Summon Elemental, and she's gonna summon a Fire Method. 
so there's a burst of flame and then coming out of the flame pulling itself out is a small little fire method do they look any different for you or are they pretty standard um i imagine it's maybe like a little more like a greenish fire and it looks kind of like a little like wildy fiery cool we well, had like a little hat and cigars like hey how are you all right what's the business <laughs> I'll say, I'll say, I don't know what methods look like. I'm not sure what they're saying. I just Googled it. They're actually kind of cute. Yeah, they're little, little Fire fiery method. imps. Mm -hmm. Vernon. I mean, shit. I think I got to keep fighting this thing. Um, <coughs> I'm going to try to stab it, um, which is to say I'm going to switch my weapon to piercing rather than slashing. All right. And so with a twist of the hilt, yeah, you're ready try to, to run him through. I think that's the same thing I rolled last time. 16 plus 13 is 29. <laughs> that is a hit. Uh, 12. All right. So you tore into its midsection. So that'd be a 26 on my second attack. Successful hit. 18 damage. And then... Yeah, I want to sort of... I know I can't really hold my shield because it got broken last round. Um, but I want to sort of stand my ground where I'm at. Uh, to just as a show of strength to let it know that it's not going to get past me. And the turn goes to the nightmares. Three more emerge from the core of Gimel. And they're starting to make their way not towards any of you. They want out. And if they get one more round, they're going to be able to leave. You know, guys, the last time we found somebody in a spider web, there was a really easy way to handle the situation. Nathan, you have to wait until they ask to be killed. Everyone knows that. <laughs> He's fighting it really hard right now. I'm trying to kill something different. The other ones around Shelton, they're just seeping slowly more and more into the ground. They don't seem to have any sort of a negative intent or. This is like Ghostbusters 2. We have to fight the evil with love. After that is Shelton. And uh, Shelton keeps a real calm, level face. He's being very careful as he slowly starts to walk away from them. And then give you all look like, what up? <laughs> it's cool. The fucking it's cool. weed nod. Everything's cool. <laughs> I think you need to get out of here and get somewhere safe. I can't leave y'all. I think you're at a greater risk than we are. Duly noted, and he fixes his collar. I don't want Sheldon to be exploded like the last guy. <laughs> <laughs> the nightmares around Shelton becoming more and more calm, except for one, which starts to bring itself up and slowly turn towards Shelton. Like he's got his back to them now. He's making his way to you guys. But this one nightmare standing up tilting its head and letting it go backwards and upside down as it looks at Shelton. It's a new round. And the giant 
seems more focused than ever on wrapping this up. It takes a quick glance at Gimmel, and then it turns back at you, Vernon, and then you see one of the arms kind of turns and becomes one of those large lances, while the face, if you can call it that, uh, comes down on you like one of the walls of Janzibar. 23. That is my AC without a shield. 30. <laughs> Wait, that was the damage? For the first attack. And then it pulls away. It's leaving your area. <laughs> Bitch. And then pulls one of its arms back and fires that lance off at you like it did Tristana. But it only scored a 14. Oh, thank goodness. After that is Tristana. All right, I have seven more bullets left. Bolts is what they're called with a crossbow. So I'm going to keep crossbowing until that's gone. So um, I'm going to crossbow at the one that looked like it was given uh, old Shelly, the stink eye. <laughs> uh, that is a 13. That's a hit. That is one point of damage. Woohoo! And then I guess I'm gonna do it again at a minus five. It's a 19. I'm a damage machine. Another one. That's two damage. Then I shout to Hikari. Um, Hikari, change tactics. Get this one. A ray of light races across the room. And that is a 27. That's a critical. That is a critical. So that is 12, 13 slashing damage, and then four persistent fire damage. All right, so that fire <laughs> consumes it. After that, Hiero? Um, uh, Hiero's gonna do a thing with his weapon. <laughs> ride it like uh, a fucking broom <laughs> knowing Hiero maybe um, I'm gonna use one of Hiero's babies it's called, called kidnapping, kidnapping. yeah <laughs> <laughs> great minds same That's a 26 to hit. That is a hit. That is 20 damage. Woo. All right. So Hieno uh, eyes his opponent, nods, swings for the fences, and damn near uh, rips and shatters it. There's cracks that race all along its liquid uh, existence. It's contradictory in nature, but. This is and the large one? Yeah. And then he winds up and does it again. Woo! Uh, that's also a 26. All right. And so uh, he follows through. And that's 22 damage. And there's an explosion of liquid glass that shatters and crashes and splurts all across the ground. Down now? That's it, it's gone. Wow. The big one? <laughs> Shit. Okay. Um, and then Hiero's gonna move to 
uh, so there's the group of the ones that were fighting Shelton, but they seem like kind of pacified. Mm-hmm. And then there's whatever's happening with Gimel. Right. So Hiero's going to move towards the Gimel. Okay. The Gimel is approached. After that is Layla. So can my uh, can my fire method, if I could, can I tell it? Because uh, they have a 15-foot breath weapon. Could I get those uh, nightmares that are trying to escape? I get yeah, them oh yeah, yeah. All right. I will uh, do that. Both of them succeed. Well, fuck me. That was a waste. <laughs> and then you roll 1d4 to see how long they can't use their main attack for. Cool. <laughs> oh, even cooler. Four? That's, yeah. <gasps> That's nice. It's exploding. It makes me mad because I rolled the damage and I was like, oh, I rolled two fours. That's awesome. Oh, I don't do any damage. Oh, and I rolled another four. <laughs> That's just really great, you know? It's just fantastic. I'm glad this is going really well for me. <laughs> so anyway, um, <laughs> I'm gonna cry a little bit. And, you and me um, both. That's my, that's my first action, telling my fire method to do nothing. (laughs) 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 I'm gonna, uh, I'll roll a, a, a produce flame against the ones I attacked before, the, the ones that are... The ones that are pulling apart, Gimmel. That's a 21. Um, what's a hit? I have the heightened version of that spell, too. Maybe I should switch to that instead of a crossbow. <laughs> Maybe I should switch to, to Tristana. 11 damage. And you can see as uh, the arm of Gimmel snaps back together. Yes. After that is Vernon. Um, it's just little ones left, the ones that were by Shelton? No, there's... Well, yeah, they're there, and then so are the uh, strands and the ones that are trying to crawl out, and then the ones that made it to the edge that you... that might get out. I want to try to stop them. Okay. How so? By killing them. There you go. (laughs) 29 on the first. Critical. 20 points. Second attack. There's three of them there. 27 for the second attack. That's a critical hit. Oh, holy shit, I rolled max damage. Uh, it's 38. Wait, with one so hit? So you charge forward, you rush forward knowing that if they get out, you would have to leave whatever this is, leave your friends behind in order to try to stop them. Two of them are gone. I've got one more. All right, let's hope the third one doesn't crap the bed. 19 to hit. That's a hit. Ha! Just 10. Ha! But it's still up. I'll save my socket for when it dies. It's turn. And it's gone. Some of them bitch. I'm sure everything's gonna be fine. From deep inside the core of Gimel, you watch as a large pillar 
of inky existence starts to pour out and starts to take the shape, not immediately, slowly, of another one of those giant-like substances. And you watch as the armor starts to shake and you're not sure how much longer Gimmel can withstand this. Layla. Okie doke. I just remembered that I have the fire method thingy out. All right, so it's going to go because there's the big boy coming out. So it's going to go and uh, right away. Attack. Oh, no, okay, that would hit. Because it's still like come, it's still like in kind of gimbal, I'm guessing. Like it's still kind of attached to Yeah, him. it's pulling itself out of his uh, unhinged yeah. jaw. Okay, so it's going to uh, try to like. And as it does, you can see this kind of like purity, this light starting to pour out of Gimmel's chest. Whether that's good or bad remains to be seen. But judging by the amount of strain that Gimmel's in and how far apart all of his parts are, you would possibly judge that this is not good. Yeah. So yeah, it's going to go into attack. Okay, so that's a 26 to hit it. That is a hit. Okay, so that's five piercing damage and one fire damage. Does it get ignite? Okay, so yeah, D4. Yeah, just those, yeah. Five. I'm sorry, not five. Sorry, six piercing. Six piercing, not five. So, yeah, the method kind of flies off, manages to impale this creature as it's forming. And even though it was stabbed successfully, you see some of that darkness reshape and then stretch into this big, dofy grin. It gets real close to the method and goes, <laughs> and then for my other two actions, I will a ray of frost at 23 to hit, so 10 cold damage. And then after that, Tristana. All right. Um, I remembered range spells exist again. <laughs> I'm gonna cast Produce Flame. Natural 20! Get it. And it Heal matters you. this time. Oh, yeah. Persistent damage. That's awesome. Yeah. Versus whenever I rolled a natural 20 on a flaming sphere, I didn't yeah, have to yeah, roll yeah. for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. didn't have to do it. So my first 3d4 is 10. So that's double. That's 20. And then my persistent fire damage is also 10. Nice. In a completely different way. All right, yeah, so that flame rolls out, <clears throat> bursts it, uh, and seems like it almost takes him, almost uh, ignites him in flame, and he's just takes a second, looks at you, and there's that giant dopish grin once again, and he just... <laughs> and he starts twisting the smile upside down as he begins to twist back right side up. And then you watch as this, uh, that liquidy, inkish substance, you watch as more and more of these brutish fists start to pour out. Two at first, then three, then six, and then eight, as it continues to rise out of Gimmel's jaw. After that, this uh, nightmarish uh, giant crawls out finishes emerging from his jaw 
and it is a nightmare of uh, gargantuan like uh, proportions, but it is very much shaped vaguely like a dwarf. It has this kind of patch on its leg unnecessarily. It is uh, composed of uh, blacks and grays. And you can watch as the fists kind of keep rolling and shifting out. It seems like when it comes out, it finishes shaking its head. And then it has a, a, a mangy ponytail as well. And then it looks ferocious and it immediately attacks the method. It has like four fists come out and then quickly form into one. And the method's able to flap and move out of the way. And then suddenly it follows up with another giant fist coming out of its chest. And that is a critical hit. 44 damage. Well, you know, I think, yeah, it's gone. After that, we have Father Shelton, who roll like he rolls up his sleeves and begins to cast a spell, and anyone is allowed to do a perception check at this point. Does he yeah. does he say anything before he starts to cast the spell? No, you can just like, briefly see he's about to cast. Oh, well, I meant like does maybe he say something about this being God's country? No, no. Weirdly enough, that's implied. <laughs> yeah, just all in zoom. That's a, uh, that's a twenty-two. Twenty-four. Twenty-two. Twenty-four. Hey, am I not near them? So uh, no, you 19. left. Um, Shannon yes. sent you out. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, okay. Marcus. Yeah. No, no, no. It's all good. It's all good. I was like, I shouldn't roll perception because I'm not there. No, this is true. Oh. So yeah, anyone above twenty sees that. <clears throat> As he's getting ready to cast, you watch as another face is emerging. Another dopish grin is emerging from the side of this uh, giant, roundish-shaped creature, and it's smiling and staring as its smile goes from dopish to devilish as it stares at Father Shelton, almost like it's suddenly aware of him. About to get his shit wrecked. He, uh, like he said, he kind of rolled up his sleeves. He pulled back, and then he throws his hands forward, and this huge, like, almost celestial or divine energy rips out in a piercing lance and suddenly skewers this uh, nightmarish giant before you, and it rips a hole in the middle of him. The nightmare lets out uh, utter silence as its mouth is open in pain. But now, every single smile, every partial face, every bit of its being has turned its focus fully and directly on Father Shelton. Yeah, protect Janitor Shelton. (laughs) Hieto, you emerge, you burst out of the mall, and suddenly you find yourself uh, back on this ship, but in a worse situation. Damn it. The balloon is ripping apart. Air is blowing out of it. The tear is getting worse and worse. And this ship is tilted and plummeting directly into the ground. Good thing we're in a did did Nathan's other character not do anything about any of this? I mean, 
for a recap, just in case anyone forgot, Doc screamed, get the captain. Doc's scream seemed to imply that Gimmel was the only one. So, yeah, you pull back, like you rip out of the maw, you see the nightmare skittering, and it's making its way down below. Um, how far is it? Is it like, far, like, is it? It's only 20 feet right now. And I will sudden charge it. Yay. I rolled uh, 32. So you are able to uh, charge after it and then quickly bring your weapon to bear and go ahead and roll damage because that's a critical hit. Yeah. Delicious. You dishing out crits in this bitch? Mm-hmm. <laughs> 38. I hope it dies. I hope it dies. Splatters immediately. Last action. Okay, he is Let going. You watch as this ship is plummeting. Plummeting, plummeting. Uh, okay, I'm gonna try to head back to them now, knowing that it's safe and clear down here, right? Like, like from what I'm aware of, like there was nothing else, right? Well, except for the ship plummeting that he keeps mentioning. <laughs> okay, fine. I'm going to find. I'm gonna go and search around. Maybe look at the engine room myself, if that's possible. Oh, it's not an engine. Yeah? All right, and so you start making your way back downstairs again. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you had already done that once. Oh, it's okay. <laughs> Doing it again. Vernon. All right, so I've had a lot of time to think about this. I'm going to run forward and yell to Shelton to get the hell out of here. Why are you trying and that? He's not listening. He just looks confused. We're in this together. You are gonna die. And the new mm-hmm. face that sprouted out of the giant one, I am going to attack. All right. Ooh, that may be a crit. Uh, 33 to hit? That is a crit. Okay. Ooh. Hell yeah. 20. All right, so you leap forward and you slash into that face. And not only does it splatter, but you find yourself driving your weapon through the creature completely. And it splatters everywhere. And you can hear the fading of that weird, goofy laughter Hmm. as it kind of inks and begins to be absorbed by the maw. And all that's left is Gimmel still being split open oh god that weird the the weird energy that that paw bright light still ripping itself through the mall but starting to grow dimmer and dimmer as more and more of these inky creatures are wrapping themselves around it trying to dim it completely and you're not quite sure what to do next a new round Layla at this rate the entirety of Gimmel's essence will be consumed um okay so question does this feel like it's an area where we can use our dreamwalker ability give me a perception check oh man if only if only there were some of us who were dreamwalkers 22 Yep, this is a dream. 
This is a dream. Okay. So whatever is happening, the dreaming has been, you know, as Layla, as someone who has been forced in and out of the dreaming and gone, who knows where, as you begin Mm -hmm. to look around and take this in, this is the dreaming. They're not just coming out of Gimel using him as a gate. They have ripped and stretched the dreaming and pulled it further and further into the waking. So yes, you could. Okay, what I want to try to do, because I have the cantrip guidance. Mm-hmm. Could I use that to try to like give Gimel the strength to like force these things back or out of him or something? Mm-hmm. Like just yep. yeah. Okay. Um let's see. So, so if you have Dreamwalker lore. I believe you. Yeah. So yeah, with the Dreamwalker lore, you could t- try to reshape the spell into something it's not normally done. So I just roll for Dreamwalker lore then. Mm-hmm. Twenty-two. You bring this kind of a burst of inspiration to Gimel. But as it does, you can feel it sort of uh, it has to come from you first. Mm-hmm. And you also kind of benefit from its use. And then you can see that Gimel starts to fight it just a little more. But you're not sure if it's just Gimel that's going to be able to do this. All right, after that is Tristana. Um, I guess I'm just going to do Produce Flame again, and that's a 21. That does hit. All right, so that flame burst out, and you watch as uh, <clears throat> one of those uh, nightmarish tentacles erupts in flames as two more burst out. Um, so this is like a Hydra situation and we're not getting anywhere. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna die, I think. (laughs) (laughs) And then Father Shelton looks at you all, begins to contemplate, and he's gonna hold his action. You're not gonna be able to finish it from here. He kind of nods and starts moving forward. Uh, Hiero. (laughs) Yeah, Hiero will check out the engine room of the falling ship. The ship uh, starts to nosedive, (gasps) and I need you to give me a reflex save. 29. The ship lurches forward, begins to go into a nosedive, and you lose the deck. You fly up and you're only able to stay onto the ship because you were able to act fast enough to grab a rope and slam into the balloon as the ship does not have long before it crashes. My God. Vernon. It's, it seems like we're fighting a losing battle. So not knowing what else to do, you said like the... Vernon is going to go and physically try to hold Gimel together to try to shut the door that the nightmare is pouring out of. 
All right. So uh, start giving me athletics checks. Okay. What are you starting with? I feel like I, I'm going to try to close his mouth because I feel like you kept talking about how far open his jaw was and things were pouring out of his mouth. So that's where I want to try like one hand on top of his head, the other hand on his jaw and try to close it. 15 only. So you rush up <clears throat> and you jump up and you grab the top of his head and then you take your other arm and you try to slam his jaw shut. But you're kind of hanging a little bit in the air, doing everything you can to shut it. But you and all those around you can see that it's going to take so much more <clears throat> effort to make this happen. Layla. Okay. Layla just takes a look around. Trying to keep these people safe going in. And she's going to run and try to jump inside of the darkness. <laughs> Give me an acrobatics check. Use a baby. 16. So you rush forward, and Father Shelton sees what you're about to do, looks at you, he looks upset, and he shakes his head. Maybe he had the same idea, maybe he doesn't like where this is going, but you rush forward, and then you jump, and you make your way just between two tentacles that were ready to close and form as one, and you leap into that sphere, that bright, empowering sphere. And once you do, the tentacles, the nightmares, wrap around and that light disappears. You just find yourselves in the quiet as the nightmares have completely engulfed not only you, but the sphere. And then you watch as the nightmares are pulled, ripped apart, and pulled into that sphere of light. And then suddenly, all of the metal, all of the uh, parts of Gimel are pulled in as well, just as fiercely as the nightmares, as they slam together, and the maw's gone. You're in the captain's room. There are things in this room, like the bed crashes down and slams. Um, it's it's built for Gimel, so it's probably going to survive. And Gimel looks around and says, oh, what the balls? And he looks up at you and suddenly you feel yourself sideways as the ship is plummeting. The entire time you were in there, you couldn't really tell how time was passing. You couldn't really feel like an X and a Y axis. You didn't feel this, but now that you're back, the ship is plummeting and it's well past the 45 degree angle. The autopilot's not working, Captain. Oh, what the hell does that mean? There's a tear in the balloon. And he rushes forward and he, uh, he shoulder checks the door. It was open. <laughs> but he makes sure he gets the door and shoulder checks it. <laughs> And if anyone rushes out, you find the ship is going. It's almost straight down. He braces himself in the door, and you watch as the ship 
right before it crashes into the ground, right before the ship is shattered, broken, and useless, he grabs the necklace around his uh, chest, around his neck, and then there's an explosion of blue light matching the color and the essence of the sky jewel itself. And the ship crashes. And then falls <laughs> like right side up. And whatever that essence was, whatever that that magic was, you don't hear the explosion as the ground rips open and leaves uh, essentially a crater in the ground where the sky jewel landed from 30,000 feet and drove itself into the planet. You don't hear any of it. You'll be able to see it. All you know is that the last second the ship was encased in what most of you probably don't know is some of the most powerful legendary shielding from the uh, kingdom of magic from Kadim all the way to the Outlands. None of you would know that. Most of you probably don't know that. And it's not a story you'll be able to ever take anywhere. You'll be able to take how crazy this was. You don't know the artifact that just saved you. Mm. All you know is that the ship crashed. Damn. You watch as Hieto is dangling from a rope above. <laughs> and you all seem to be fine. And Gimel looks around and he's holding the necklace. And he says, boom. And he lets go of the necklace and it drops against his chest. And he says, Captain out. And he walks out and lets you leave. And he's, he looks at like, let me know if you all need anything else. And he walks into his room and right before the door shuts, like as the door shuts, you can hear him go. And he starts to kind of like freak out. Like, you know, that the forge don't need to breathe, but he seems to have adapted this sort of uh, inhaling necessity. But what you hear, truthfully and honestly, is someone almost break down. And then that's it. You don't hear him again because the door shuts. Oh. So is it too soon to tell him we still need a ride? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you're going to get the uh, ship going right yet. Father Chauncey's leaning against the wall, just staring down. Um, Everyone okay? Chiero's uh, going down the rope. Looks like we lost Layla again. Oh, did we really? Did she, she didn't make it out of it? I'm assuming Layla's gone, right? Layla's not here. Yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> can, can we start searching? <laughs> Hiero can. Hiero can be like, whoa, Layla, come on. <laughs> Hiero's going to start looping around and making his rounds to see, like, uh, well, she she had come from the land of nightmares very similarly. She's probably okay, right? Uh, yes. 
And I imagine she'll find us again when she can. Did you see Kelly look at you? <laughs> Kelly's like, fuck no, she won't. <laughs> I just like that she came into this world the same way she left, basically. <laughs> I mean, she did. <laughs> I know. This time. And if, honestly, just real talk, like if Callie didn't cast Guidance, I don't know what you guys would have done. Like, I didn't, like, I knew the things that had to happen, but I didn't oh, know how to get you there. Shit. Yeah, no, I was like, I, feel like this, I was like, I was like, hopefully this is dream shit. I don't know what else to do. No, it was well played. Oh, like, thank God. Well, shit. So what was the city we were headed to? The door flies open. And Gimbal comes out, and he seems, he seems fine. He says, well, excuse me, excuse me all, as he's uh, lighting up a cigar and is <laughs> able to somehow bring fire to it and breathe it in. And he says, I've got a crew to attend to. And he sounds like he, he sounds like a touch doc. <laughs> as he comes out and says that, he's like, I got to go check on my guys. <laughs> And he walks downstairs. I mean, should we should probably make sure they're okay. Yeah, or should, I don't... Or should we just slip out before we get yelled at for tearing up the ship? I mean, it wasn't our fault. We did our best to keep it from being torn up. Plus, like, I saved half the crew. They were, good. They were dead until I cast that heal. That means <laughs> the, captain's, to... the captain's a lucid dreamer, right? He has to be, otherwise he would have just died. Because oh. that's what happened to old boy with the purple dogs. Yeah. The Dan? You're right. Well, uh, we found another one. Should we get him to join our army or whatever we're doing? <laughs> it, it may be worth it to let him know what we're doing, and we can hey, always want- send the message out when the time comes. Hey, you want some more of that? Where that came from? <laughs> <laughs> you want to go through hell again? Maybe we should. Maybe we should wait. I, like, I I'm. I need a. I'm. I'm not doing well, Vernie. <laughs> I need like an eight-hour nap. <laughs> maybe twelve. That's fair. I I could use a sit-down as well. Hero regroups uh, with everyone, so I can't find the gorilla. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that was our friend Layla and. Sh- I think she's gone. It's fine. She does this sometimes. Squinting. You mean she's dead? <laughs> Father Shelton just looks as I go home. Well, this would be the second time that she disappeared with no trace. I think she's in the dreaming. Or like, I don't know, fighting nightmares in the night nightosphere or whatever. Not the nightosphere. Shelton, you are very brave, but also foolish. Uh, yeah, that checks. <laughs> I mean, that's a whole mood, right? <laughs> yeah, uh, most deaf. Low, <laughs> low key. Oh God, he's come Chats, back. He's coming back. He's coming back out. Shelton, Shelton. Like a slight smirk. Bet. Shelton's getting back to his roots. <laughs> he's finding finding himself in God's country. <laughs> Well, yeah, I think, so we, I guess we can't really set up a camp on 
the deck because we don't want to like light a fire up here. We had a room. We could just go into the room. Then you hear the the familiar stomping of Gimel, who does not monitor his footsteps ever. <laughs> he just what, what walks as heavy. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> so he comes up along with Doc and the rest of the crew downstairs. And within moments, the entirety of the ship is on the deck. So the entire engine room, you all, two Nathans. <laughs> oh, God. And no Callies. Wow. How did How we get here? Have turned. Mm-hmm. The tables have turned. <laughs> so what do we do now? Gimmel looks to Doc. Which is something that frustrates Doc. Is like just by instinct, the captain <laughs> always looks to Doc <laughs> without thinking about it. So before I go into it, I is there a lot of damage internally in the ship, or is the majority of the damage to the balloon? So you know that while the rest of the group was handling and making their way, the problem was that nightmares kept bursting through and trying to essentially gum up the engine room. And that's why you couldn't leave. You were constantly fighting down there. They didn't try to take any, like if if they ever wanted to, you know, Doc doesn't know this, but they could have wiped the lot of you. Yeah, sure. They didn't seem to care about that. They cared about the engines. So the engines are pretty jacked in addition to the balloon being messed up? Yeah, they yeah, they're gonna need some work. Nothing that your men can't handle, nothing that your your people can't handle, but they're gonna need work, let alone the balloon that is ruined. It's yeah. And we're just out in the wilderness, like in between You're just in the two plains cities. north of Dormanir. So we haven't made it very far at all. You made it pretty far. I mean you're in the Hillsbury Plains, but well, it's going to take time. Everything's messed up. <laughs> what? This is going to take time. And I was like, whole lot of precious time. Nah. Oh, That's like the first thing I wanted to do. <laughs> it's going to take patience and time. I mean, realistically, do we, we might be able to fix the engine room, but do we have the materials necessary to fix the balloon? Nope. And Gimel says, you know, Pretty sure we can fix all that engine room stuff. I don't think we can fix the balloon, Doc. Like the moment that you think it, he's like, I think the I think the balloon's fucked. Yeah. I don't know where to buy another balloon. There's not a balloon shop anywhere. And even if there was, I don't think they they'd sell balloons big enough. Well can't you just like sew it? <laughs> <laughs> should 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 we I like help how them it. find it? <laughs> A new one? What? Uh, Do you have any other uh, spell casters that can maybe cast Mend? No. Mend? Um, Does Mend even exist in this edition? I think that's kind of sexist. Uh, (laughs) I think anyone could do it, not just men. No, it's a a spell. Mend is like (laughs) to repair. Mend? I... I think you're mispronouncing it, but... It's with a D at the end. With a D? That's 
That's no. sexist and gross. No. Men with a D. <laughs> uh, um, no. <laughs> is the travel city of Kosnik the nearest place where we could get uh, parts for the airship? I know some. Uh, no, there are cities in between here and Kosnik. There are. And they would maybe yeah. have airship parts? Yeah, possibly. So that uh, there and that's what this is what Doc would know. Okay, there are cities between here and there uh, that can help you. Whether or not you can do it in a timely fashion uh, to suit these people, that's up to them. You're gonna be down for weeks, right? That doesn't really suit us. Oh, yeah. he's so Doc you have to tell them. Yeah. I understand now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm dumb. <laughs> oh, so yeah. Well. I told you this was gonna be a night, right? Like every night ends up being a night, but. But <laughs> Chauncey's been wanted. here. You know, Cha- Chauncey knows a bit of this stuff, and he says, "How long do you reckon it's gonna take to get to get everyone else airborne?" Well, I imagine we'll need an away team to get the supplies we need uh, but it'll be yeah. probably at least two weeks mm. how, how long does it take you. to you know hoof it to wherever we're going we don't know if we get to the next city and we mount up same amount of time if not less honestly if we can push it all right, so we could have a two-week vacation, <laughs> and then... <laughs> we all have time for two weeks? We were well, worried about take, getting there in four take, days. It's going to take the same amount of time either way. No, we don't well, have time. Two weeks take... to get all the supplies back here and start working on it, and then the extra couple days to get there. I mean, I'm not the person to make these calls, but... If it were me, I'd say let's just ride out. Yeah, if it's faster. If we push it, we can get there before two weeks. Will you escort the men who will return with the supplies? Yeah, well, I say we all we all giddy up, get on out there. We can't really giddy up, we know. <laughs> we just can oh. we just like take ten first. Take, I... take ten. Yeah, uh, hours preferably as opposed <laughs> to minutes. Well, yeah, we should rest up. That's Rest a day at least. No diggity on that. Like, <laughs> after that, though, I say we I say uh, we get some horses so we can hoof it. I I agree with you, Sheldon. You know, you really seem to have perked up. Maybe uh maybe fighting does you good. Hmm. It's kind of quiet. Maybe. All right. Well, I guess. <laughs> you know, up up to the captain, and the captain goes, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we do the things that, that Doc said, and then we, um, diggity or whatever. And then, um, yeah, we make we make things happen until they're done. I, I, he seems kind of lost. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, Captain out. <laughs> and he picks his hand and then lets it drop. And then, uh, he walks back to his quarters. It, it, was, it, was, it was cool meeting you all. You guys are crazy. Um, <laughs> I don't like all this. <laughs> Nobody does. 
Yeah. <laughs> and uh, uh, Shelton looks at you all and then like nods towards uh, Gimmel. Kind of gives you a look. Questioning look. We don't know him. I don't mm-hmm. speak telepathically. Oh, I wasn't. Oh, wait. That. Yeah, I, was... I can. <laughs> oh, no, don't. Yeah, okay, look. Bad idea. Stay out Aren't of my head, all... devil woman. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> no. Weren't you all wondering about Gimmel and him being one of your. Uh, right, right. Okay. Uh, dream sailors uh, or whatever? Yeah, you're right. Uh, hang on a second. I go to <laughs> the door. Sailors. <laughs> I, I go to the captain's door and I knock. Hey, what up? He opens the door. Y- yo. What oh. up? Yo, what up? He lets you in. <laughs> yes. I'm one. nailing this. <laughs> and um as you as you walk in, there's like a there's a desk. Um there's a, a map that's set up and a little compass that looks like it's dusty. And then um there's the bed, which he goes and sits down on. He crosses his fingers, crisscross applesauce. Um, and he looks really like excited to like hang out in his room. And uh, he says, you want a cigar? Chomp, chomp, a little chomp, chomp, little chomp, chomp action. Yes. Absolutely. And yeah. he reaches over to his nightstand. He opens it up and you can see there's just a pile of cigars. They're not well organized. They're not like in a box or anything. He just grabs one out of the pile and he's like, boom. Uh, and he tosses it to you. Yep, Tristana totally uh, does whatever a person does to smoke a, a cigar. I think you like clip the end off. You're going to be sick as hell. And light <laughs> Yep. This is Shannon not knowing how to smoke yeah. a cigar. Now, you did not watch Gimmel clip anything off. Oh, well, <laughs> that was can. also Shannon's assumption about how cigars work. So, like, I don't know. Can I? You can do I, normally need to cut the end. Can yeah, I roll but something Gimmel about doesn't. Okay. Gimmel yeah. doesn't cut anything off. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. He doesn't seem to know better. Uh, so yeah, I think Tristana cl- clips the end off. I think um, she takes out a. I think I have a dagger or something. Okay. Yeah. So you begin working on that. He's like, "What are you doing? You're fucking up the cigar." No, that's that's how you're supposed to smoke it. it Really? You're going to cut like 20% of it off or something? (laughs) No, it's just like uh, maybe... Huh. Alright, well... I guess... Every culture has their own way, I suppose. He tries to sound very academic. Exactly. I'm not from here. Where I'm from, this is how you do it. Gnomes are shorter. Shorter cigar. Apologies. You You know I'm a gnome? Yeah. Oh. Everyone else here assumed I was a halfling. Well, you don't even look like a halfling. I know, but oh, cool. Like, okay. I guess gnomes don't exist here, or whatever. No, uh, no, they. Uh, I guess not. Cool. Uh, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so how do you know about the gnomes? Just kind of looks at you. What do you mean? I don't know. I'm just interested, man. Well, you're short, but you don't look like a halfling. All right, uh, hang on here. Let me. So, did gnomes used to exist here? Uh, I think so. Oh. Yeah, they like made all the stuff. Everything. You want to talk about gnomes? No, I just uh, we can if you want to. 
Hmm? I don't even care about them. Uh, well, that's rude, but... You seem uh, nice. Well, I mean, you. like, our gnomes, not your gnomes. Yeah. Like, yeah. Our yeah. gnomes are, like, all dead or something, so I just, like... Mm. Oh, God. I really, I really want... I'm, like, resisting. No, they're slaves. <laughs> they clean the cities at night. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, about what just happened. I don't want to talk about that. Well, like... Are you alright? I'm yeah, yeah. I am I'm six by six. That's um like is that a radius? Like a height and a <laughs> It's like a thing that we say here. Mm. It's pretty popular. Oh, cultural differences. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, uh I happen to Sometimes notice... Sometimes I'm six by six by six, because that seems like an even bigger number. So. Yep, ex exponentially bigger. I don't speak gnome, I'm sorry. That wasn't gnome. But That's anyway, cool. so <laughs> what, what were you here to tell me besides math? Uh, no, you were the one with the math. I'm just... So, about what happened... I know you don't want to talk about it. I want to make sure you were okay first off. Second off... Do you know what a lucid dreamer is? Yeah. Do you know that you are one? Uh, yeah. Do you know about the Dreamwalkers? No. What's a day? What a Dreamwalker? Yeah, I don't know that much. About I mean, them. I walk in my dreams. I don't like just stay at a table or something. Well, no, it's a guild. It, it's a, it's a, a guild. Yeah, Dreamwalker. That's cool. Guild. Do you get like jobs and stuff? Uh, sort of. Do I you don't... go on sleepy adventures? Definitely. Badass. I'm sleepy right now. <laughs> so, um, would you be interested at all in helping us make sure that what happened in your cabin doesn't happen to the entire world? Maybe. All right. So what's happening is basically those things that just came out of your body and almost destroyed you and destroyed this entire ship are called nightmares, right? These things, they're called nightmares. nightmares. Yep. Yes. You got it. Nailed it in one. Mm -hmm. They're trying to take over the entire world and uh, basically like ruin it for everybody so it would be just a bit of desolation and nothingness despair <coughs> a little bit of despair thrown in there a uh, little bit of torment you know like mm -hmm. all the bad things that you could think of happening but worse is what they want oh no Yep, so we're trying to gather up lucid dreamers to help us fight them. We're gonna go, we're traveling the worlds and trying to contact each of them. And then once we have contacted all of them, I can send a message to everyone in a dream. And we can then 
join forces and, uh, you know, take out the threat. Uh, well, I don't know because Doc doesn't like it when I talk about my dreams, so he probably wouldn't like this. Um, I try to tell him all the time all the cool stuff I do in my dreams, um, and usually he just gets, like, pissed at me and really angry, and um, one time he threw something at me, so I don't think he would like it. You should just find another forged. Are all forged dream lucid dreamers? Yeah. What? What? All, all of well okay how many forged are on this world one two three four <laughs> five, <laughs> five, <laughs> five <laughs> six <laughs> uh, a lot oh huh Oh, okay, so, but, well, my question is, so there's not, like, a finite amount of, for, oh, I guess this kind of means that there is, but it's not, like, like, there's more than a hundred forged. Oh, yeah. I, for one, had no idea. Um, well, Gimmel, thanks for the cigar. And your time. You know who you could talk to. <laughs> uh, no, I don't. Yeah, of course, could, of course. Let me make it happen. You could head to Fallis and talk to Sanctuary. Oh, is that like um a special person? Yeah, he's like the main forged. Like he has a whole religion about like the source, about this like infinite light that exists within us all that binds us and connects us or something. I mean, I don't really buy all that, but he would know like more about this stuff, I guess. Like he's very religious. So like, mm. okay. Yeah. How far is Fallis? Oh, 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 it's real far, especially without a balloon. Okay. Well, um, I don't know anything else to do here. Yeah, let's high-five it out and... Oh, uh, and he jumps off the bed and then power fives you with way more force than maybe you were expecting. Okay, <laughs> and Tristana's very weak right now, and so I think yeah. she just kind of falls over. Oh, no. Too much flex, and he helps you He helps you up. Uh, yeah, man, I got my ass beat. Uh, I wasn't trying to chest-to-chest you, sorry. No, <laughs> I, I didn't mean you. I meant the, the nightmares and that... Mm. Oof. Yeah, they sounded terrible. They were. I had a dream about them. All right. Well, yeah. uh, there's anything else that I can do for you. I uh, I don't know what I could do. Everything's fucked. Hey, if so, you dream about the nightmares again, uh, fight them as hard as you fuck can. Fuck them. I'll fuck them up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Get it. Fuck them. Fuck them. Fuck them. Fuck them. Fuck them up. Fuck them. Fuck them. Fuck. And he just seems to be in his own little uh, dance now. <laughs> yeah. All right. I'm going to go uh, take a nap. Cool. All right. And so the rest of you gather together. Um, just briefly, do you tell them all what you learned? Yes. 
Okay, so um, Tristana takes a moment to brief you all. Do you want and me to? And while there's much to talk about, you probably all first take that moment to gather yourselves and rest up. The next morning, you'll say your goodbyes and you'll ride out. Well, the next morning, you'll say your goodbyes, march off and escort the entirety of the engine room <laughs> to a city that should be able to supply them with what they need. But we'll explore that next time. I don't... I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves saying the next day. Like, it might be a couple of days of rest. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I, I try to close the episode and I get too cocky. I think that I know <laughs> that things are words and stuff. And so this is a good point to say. Um, I've never heard of a word the game in my entire life. is wrapping up now and we'll probably do things next time. Maybe that's a better way <laughs> okay, okay. to vaguely leave the game open. Then I'll play some dramatic music here. <laughs> and then we'll fade out as we talk and make it feel like they're hanging out with us. Ah, there were things and stuff. Ah, <laughs> those things. <laughs> the thing, the thing. <laughs> Hey, Nathan. Hey, Shannon. Do you know what just happened? It was crazy, wasn't it? Right. An episode of World Walkers just ended. Whew. We should really probably thank everybody who's listening to this right now. Well, thanks so much, patrons. And you know who else we should thank? The musicians? And Sirenscape. Hmm. And you know... You can always find all that stuff out, uh, all the information about the musicians and the songs and whatever. I don't know what Pedro puts in there. You can find that out in the show notes. <laughs> and don't forget to go to patreon.com slash worldwalkers. Yep. If you want more of this, that's where you'll find it. Can't believe you sat with us through another one. <laughs> but I'm happy you did. But thanks for coming out.